Louder Than Silence audio newsletter, March 2021. Getting over the hurdle. So, you're thinking about running hurdles? Not a question. Uh, No coach, I want to run sprints. So you're thinking about running hurdles? Again, not a question. Um, no, coach. I was thinking about running sprints. So you're thinking about running hurdles? Definitely not a question. Yes, coach. I'm thinking about running hurdles. That was my introduction to running hurdles on the track team as a freshman in high school, two days into preseason training. While soccer was my first love, I figured track would be fun. I get to keep in shape, be competitive, and keep working on my sprinting speed. Hurdles were never on my mind leading up to the conversation with coach that day. Some of the veteran hurdlers took the two rookies, myself and another freshman, aside to show us our hurdle-specific training. Over the next week, we worked on using the starting blocks, hip flexibility, and speed. It seemed like it wasn't going to be so bad after all, until the beginning of the next week. Coach pulled the two rookies from the training with the rest of the squad and said it was time to start learning hurdles. He dragged a few hurdles onto the track, lowered them to the lowest possible setting, and told us to go. The look on my face must have been priceless. It was the first moment that I realized I had no idea how to actually get over the hurdle. In my teenage mind, I hadn't considered the implications of trying to run and not trip over a thing that, by definition, is there to trip me. But I'll never forget what Coach said next. All you have to do is get over it. It doesn't have to look good or have the right form or be perfect or anything else. Once you get over the hurdle once, you can do it again. You just have to know you can get over it the first time. So go get over that hurdle. Of course, I did. It was comically bad form. Think of running toward a hurdle, coming to a complete stop, then awkwardly stepping over something that's two and a half feet high. Now imagine that with less grace, and that's approximately how it went. But I did it, and then I could do it again and again. By the end of the season, my favorite race was the one with the highest hurdles, spaced the closest together. I loved it. It was tough and challenging. I even had an epic spill during a race once, on the last hurdle before the finish line. But I kept going in that race, and all the others after. As it turns out, getting over hurdles in life looks very similar. We can see all the people who have been training in an area for years and wonder how they can make it look so easy. Or we see the people on TV who have gotten it down to an art form and think that we have no shot. The hurdles look impossibly high. And each one of us is running our own race. No one can get us over that hurdle but ourselves. We know it's up to our own grit and determination. As survivors face their healing, that first hurdle feels like an impossibility. It's just way too much to handle. But just as my coach said, We don't have to do it perfectly or with good form. We just have to get ourselves over that hurdle once so we know we can do it. And then we'll be able to keep getting over those hurdles. Each time it feels a little less scary. Each time we feel stronger and more confident. 
Each time is setting the foundation for knowing we can and will do it again. There may be times when we completely wipe out, but we learn from those moments. We pick the gravel out of our brush burns and resolve never to do that again. We limp across the finish line worse for the wear, but having still accomplished what we set out to do. We don't have to win the race. We see the line of hurdles in front of us and still decide to move forward anyway. That is the real achievement. We don't have to do this with flawless form or complete grace. Whether it's the first hurdle or a hundredth one, we just have to look at that next hurdle in front of us, set our jaws and tell ourselves, I can get over it. And then we do.